Sorry. Did you? Okay, go ahead and start. But did you see uh, Bielman's out? Yeah, I saw that. Arkansas is going to be looking for a new head coach. But my question is, like, if you're Arkansas, where do you, where do you go to find your next head coach? Because, I mean, they've got some pretty good they got some pretty good coaches out there. You know, um, you know. I think they – do you think that they go somebody that lower school? Think they pull from the pro level? What do you think? I think they pull, uh, pull from the pro level. Really? Who who do you think they'll go after under that circumstance? Yeah. I don't know. Start the show. We're two minutes past. I know it's we're on the show. I already started. I just ain't hit the on the the button yet. Let me hit the button. Oh. The music. Let's get the music rocking. Hold on. All right. Let's do it the right way. Let's do it the right way. Hearing damn music. Whatever. Whatever. Gabna. This is it. This is for all the. gentlemen to another fantastic episode of the legacy maker sports podcast here on wblzsports.com and facebook live okay all right that's that's enough uh what's up everybody episode 149 of the legacy maker sports podcast here on wblz media it's gonna take me a while media.com and of course here on facebook live glad to have everybody here with us today we got a ton to talk about we got to break down uh yesterday's thanksgiving games we got to also uh, talk about the great college football rivalry weekend that we got going on this weekend. Uh, we got to also give you the rest of our predictions for week 12 in the NFL. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. Now, of course, before we get to talking, it would be just a shame of me not to introduce you once again to the man, myth, and the legend himself, Mr. Jeremiah Quimby. What is up, sir? Not much, man. Nah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm up here dying. Dying. And poor Jay, guys. He, you know, he's got a, a razor blade in the throat. Went to the doctor, tried to get uh, drugged up before he got on the air, which showed you his dedication. And still, the drugs weren't enough. <laughs> and still, and still wasn't able to help him out. So here to bring you the best damn sports network we got. That's right. Give me the give me the good stuff. <laughs> All right, real quick, give love to our sponsors, Born Legend Entertainment. Uh, friend of me too. You can check it out on YouTube. Of course, our girl Mary Ashby with Mer- paparazzi accessories by Mary. A lot of great jewelry. It's Christmas time, Black Friday. She might got some Black Friday specials going on. Make sure you check her out on her Facebook page, paparazzi accessories by our girl Mary. And of course, our girl Becca Cottingham with making lip gloss fun again. What is up, Becca? All right, y'all. So then we, 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 we definitely got a slay of things that we got to get into. Uh, let's talk a little bit. Let's go ahead and start off with the uh, uh, Thanksgiving uh, games that we had from yesterday. 
Um, well, before we do that, look, Arkansas lost their head coach, Jay. We talked about it a little bit before we got on the air. They have finally uh, fired uh, Brett Beeline. And, you know, Arkansas has been one of those programs that have not been able to kind of get their thing together. Uh, before we keep rocking and rolling, what's next for Arkansas, man? What do you think Arkansas should do next uh, in their head coaching set? And who would you like to see go there? Well, I would like to see them maybe pull from the pro level somebody that, you know, has success. I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling something new for them because uh, they're, they're going to want somebody that can recruit really good. Right. And and for me, you know, maybe Mike McCoy. You know, he just got fired, let go. He's on a, you know, he's employable. He's, he's employable. <laughs> I like well, that he's you know, th- th- This is my thing. came from, you know, he was up Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. He comes down. Actually, I just got a thing that says he was informed that he would no longer be the coach as he was walking off the field. <laughs> like I'm going to tell you what, man. Back. I'm going to tell you what, yo. Let me tell you that they're, they're thug life in college. How many times have we heard that in the last three or four years? I mean, USC's done it. I think they did it with the they did it to Jim Moore the other week in UCLA. I mean, they, they don't care about nobody's well, they life. Fired Jim Moore on his birthday, it was like, "Hey, yo, merry birthday!" And your career's over here at UCLA. Congratulations! Yeah, I know, right? So I, I don't know. It, it's a crazy factor. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I'd like to see a guy, you know, a young guy, maybe somebody who's a, a, a Zuber, maybe like a young. You know, maybe somebody in the range of between 30, 35, that's maybe like a coordinator at the uh, uh, at the next level. Or if not somebody in that type of range, I would even like to see, uh, uh, I, I just had the name in my head. I can't think of my man's name for nothing. I, oh, goodness, I lost it. Oh, no. Uh, you, was, I you, lost you know, it. somebody, I, I've heard his name in a lot of circles. I think I know who it is. Go ahead. Is Greg Schiano. Yeah, Shiano's been uh, a name that people have been tossing around for a while. Um, and, and I wouldn't be surprised things. if he ended up in Florida because I heard that Florida's done with Chip Kelly and his indecisiveness. Well, I heard that Chip Kelly was going to UCLA, but is uh, is there any truth to him going to UCLA? Well, I, I believe that's where he's going mm-hmm. because the, he, Florida was courting him really hard when they hired Mora. UCLA approached him, and you know he's a, always been a Pac-10 guy. Right. I see. That's well, that's what I that's what I thought too. I thought that he would lean towards uh, UCLA because he's been recruiting in that area, you know, in the, in the UCLA in the Pac-12 area of recruiting for the longest time. So it would not surprise me one bit that he went there. Probably the better move, I guess. But for me, if I was him, I'd have went to Florida because of the ton of athletes that they have down in Florida. Even though you would be competing with the other three or four, uh, you know, big time schools in Florida, nevertheless. That would have been something I'd like to see. It, it didn't phase Urban Meyer when he was there. I'll tell you another one, I, and I, I don't know if they banned him completely for the NCAA, but your old coach, man, Jim Tressel, think he could be a nice fit down there in Arkansas if, if he's not banned completely. from. The- no, no, he, he's not banned, but from what I've heard, he is very happy with the position he has in the Colts organization. He's not going to – He would. I hope he's not a coach because – Pagano, which we'll talk about later. I don't know if he's going to be there next no, year. No, no, he's, he's a special advisor to in the um, whatever. Okay, well, the, that works then. That works again. My man Corey Brown threw something that I said in the group <laughs> message one day. He said, what do you think about Tim Tebow, Co- Tim Tebow coaching the Florida Gators? 
<laughs> Look, I, you know, you laugh about it, but you can't. You laugh about it, but you can't sit here and tell me you don't think Tebow could recruit. I mean, well, no, how many? Tebow, how many parents recruit? This is my thing. Okay, let's be honest, Terrell. Tim Tebow could recruit the hell out of people. I agree. But could you could see him going to downtown Atlanta to recruit somebody from the hood? Hey. I got faith in Tebow. <laughs> I think Tebow can do anything. All Tebow going to do is toss up the cross. He going to go right now, hey, how you doing today, Mrs. Jenkins? Let me get your son, bring him down to Florida, and get him right with the Lord. Bam! Touchdown. You got all the all-star players in the country. I'm just throwing it out there for security purposes. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm very – like, I love Tebow, and I think he got the short end in the NFL. Right. I, I think he would have been a great quarterback. His competitiveness is, you know, not, you don't find somebody that competitive very often. And no, you don't. I, you know, it, but he's doing great in baseball. He is that. He is that. He's, he's doing good things. He's still doing a good job on the commentary level. I think it would be better suited for him not to go. But nevertheless, it's going to be very in interesting. See? Uh, and so we'll see how things go here and in, in the next few months and where Florida decides to go. Um, now, let's go ahead and talk about those Thanksgiving games from yesterday. Me and Jay had a little pre-show yesterday uh, before everything got started. And some of our predictions were a little bit on the close side. Maybe maybe got a little bit close. Some of us hit it right on the nail on some um, player uh, predictions. Jay smacked one right upside the head. But let's go ahead and talk about the first game from yesterday, which was the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Now, of course, this is a, a Thanksgiving tradition to have the Detroit Lions playing in Detroit, of course, on Thanksgiving Day. It's been happening since... Uh, Jesus was here the first time. So now it's very important that they continue that tradition. Uh, Jay, uh, <laughs> yesterday Minnesota Vikings win the game 30-23. to 23. Um, What were your thoughts coming out of this game from yesterday? The Minnesota Vikings showed me that they are focused. In their, you know what? They may be the first team ever play a home Super Bowl game. I, I'm going to tell you this, and you know how I've been, you know, how I've been on. I, I can't believe I'm even saying this out loud. But I, Darrell Owens, a Packers fan, have been on the Minnesota bandwagon ever since I got to see them. Uh, and what I mean by bandwagon is I'm not, I would not be surprised if the Minnesota Vikings go to the Super Bowl. And in my opinion right now, in my opinion right now, they are the best team in the NFC. No disrespect to the Eagles. But I like what I see from top to bottom. And, yes, Case Keenum, ladies and gentlemen, Case Keenum is looking like he was a first-round pick, like he was a third or fourth pick in the draft, and he's looking like that right now. He looks phenomenal. How many yards did he throw for yesterday? Ah, man, uh, don't don't give me the line. Uh, he had 282 yards yesterday, 21 for 30. So very efficient yesterday and two touchdowns. And – Yesterday they had Thanksgiving um, dinner in the end zone after he scored the rushing touchdown. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I because I I said he would have uh, close to three hundred, and Rivers would have over three hundred. I wanted to say Rivers would have four hundred, and I wish I would have known. Right. But I mean, and the Lions stayed in this thing. I was I was really impressed with their resolve, but. 
once again, the thing that got them, they didn't have a running back that ran for over 20 yards. Right. I think uh, another thing that hurt, another thing that hurt them, uh, you know, yesterday for the Lions is, you know, they got down early. Uh, the turnover that they had on that first drive when the score was uh, on, on their second drive. After the Vikings went down and held the ball for like six minutes, they went down and scored. It was 7 nothing. Then on the very next drive, they fumbled, and then the Vikings picked the ball up, went down there, scored, you know, within like a play. And then it, and from that point on, the Lions were chasing. Uh, instead of being, um, you know, in the lead or being ahead on things, it was, a, it was a fight all the way through. Even though the Lions got it close, they just couldn't pull it off. Uh, but like I said, it's Minnesota. They were playing play catch-up the entire game. Now, the only thing that worries me, Jay, about this Minnesota team, and it usually happens to really good teams unless you're the Patriots, and that's, you know, they get a lead and they get comfortable. Every team does it except for New England that I know of. Because New England, if they got the lead, they're just going to keep scoring <laughs> until you, you tap out, you go into submission, you change quarterbacks, whatever. They're going to make sure that happens first. So, for me, it would be, you know, a pretty good deal uh, if that's, those teams start to kind of take, you know, take that take that aspect on things. Oh, I agree. They, they need to stay. They got to keep playing at the level they're playing at. And if they, they get comfortable, because I think that's what happened to the Kansas City Chiefs. They got started off hot, got comfortable, and then they're flaming out. Right, and I, I think that it cost them, you know, it ends up costing them in the end. And, and you know, Kansas City every year, speaking about Kansas City, they get into the mode, you think, oh, man, Kansas City really starting to look good. And every year they start off great, and then they tend to fade. And maybe they pick up a little speed towards the end. Uh, but they're in trouble in that division right now because the way San, San Diego, the way L.A. is playing right now, dangerous. Dangerous. And speaking of L.A., they went into Dallas yesterday, and they gave Dallas a butt whooping. Twenty-eight man. You know, I, you know what I tell you. Um, the one thing that I do feel good about yesterday's game, Jay called it. He said, "Hey, look, man, they're gonna get. He's gonna get three hundred plus, close to four hundred yards. Of course, he hits the four hundred yard mark. Uh, did Rivers yesterday? But the one thing I did get right when we talked about it on Fantasy Wednesday is I said, "Hey, guess what? Start the Chargers defense." If you go, go pick them up. And guess what? The Chargers defense had quite a bit of points. So if you didn't pick them up, guess what? I got one right for a change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> but, I mean, Jay, how impressed were you yesterday of the L.A. Chargers? A team that started off 0-4 are now 5-2 and in the last – no, they're the 0-4 and they started off. Now they're 5-2 and in their last seven games. They're, they're getting hot at the right time. Uh, they got to keep, you know, keep plugging away. They're, you know, with the Chiefs sliding down, the Chiefs are now six and four. That um, the West is anybody's division, right? Anybody that wants it right now. So and, I could easily see the Chargers winning that division. See, and that's what you got to look at. You know, the Chargers are still in good shape in that division. The Raiders, even though the Raiders are. Four and six, and they have not looked Raider S. They still got a chance. You know what I'm saying? They still have a chance to go out there 
and somehow win this division. That's how open this division is right now, especially with the downfall of Kansas City in the last few weeks. But how bad was it yesterday, Jay, for Dak Prescott? I'm hearing everything and everything in, in, in a quarter about Dak Prescott. I'm hearing, oh, he's terrible. He's garbage. He's not that good. He sucks. He's not blah, 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 blah. All this trash talk that they've talked about Dak Prescott that last year we weren't hearing at this time. Now, some people say, oh, well, you know, it's because Zeke. You know, Zeke's not there or this, this, and that. I mean, what do you think about the whole Dak, Dak Prescott situation in Dallas right now? Well, I think we're seeing now why he was a fourth-round quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, um, three games, I think it's been, Zeke hasn't been there. He's thrown zero touchdowns and five interceptions. So, you know, that balance for him is very important. And it's thrown on him. Like, I was watching him last night, and he, he was very off his game. He wasn't comfortable. And I'm going to tell you, it, the Cowboys would be smart if they traded Des Bryant, if they, they could get something for him. Because Des Bryant is no longer the superstar he was. You know, I, I He heard, just looked very lackadaisical. He wasn't running his route hard. He wasn't finishing off plays. And I was not impressed with the Cowboys at all. I, mean, I agree with you. He's not the same person, you know, and you see it, 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 there's just a change in him. You know, I don't know if it's, because, if it's because he's with a younger quarterback who's still, to be honest with you, is still learning the quarterback position in the NFL. You know, uh, Dak Prescott looked fantastic when he has Zeke Elliott uh, behind him. You know, let's just be honest with it. And, and it's okay. You know, people want to dog him out. And say, hey, you know, Dak Prescott, well, what are we seeing here? You know, look, I'm not a Cowboys fan by far, but the guy has talent. He's shown that he can make big plays in big situations. But that's when he's comfortable. He's not comfortable right now. He doesn't have a backup plan. He doesn't have that that running back that he could go to in the clutch that can build his confidence. He doesn't have a, a – he's got a, a, a supposed number one receiver who he struggles to get the ball to. But when he's not focused on him and he hits everybody else up, he plays his best football. Exactly. And, you know, a, a lot of this, the other side of the coin is that defense did nothing to help him. Nothing. Absolutely you know, nothing. The Chargers or the Cowboys got zero sacks. Um, they they were not penetrating. Jalen Smith was the one high, like bright spot that was going on. Besides that, there, I mean, there was nothing. There was no, basically, I was watching Keenan Allen smack people around like they were in a ditch. It, that was I'm, it. I'm going to tell you what, Keenan Allen, who's starting to warm up, he was he struggled at the beginning part of the season. I don't know if you know how, I don't know if it was because he was, you know, just being careful, especially what happened with him last year with the injury, and maybe he was just trying to get back into his groove a little bit, making sure that he, you know, made the right moves. But if you look at him right now, he's on fire. I mean, he's absolutely just looking like the number one receiver that everybody knows that Keenan Allen is. And I'm gonna tell you right now, this LA this LA Charger team, if you know, this is the best football I've seen Phillip Rivers play in a while. 
Uh, he's got a good young nu uh, nucleus. Uh, Melvin Gordon had a little struggled a little bit at the beginning of the game yesterday, but was great in the second half. They got what's the running back name? The young guy they got uh, starts with an E. Eckler. Eckler. He looks like he's gonna, he's going to be a nice piece. Maybe a new Danny Woodhead, if if we dare say. Uh, unfortunately, the bad thing that happened yesterday is Mike Williams uh, left the game yesterday with a knee injury, and it just just as he's starting to you know get into the role a little bit, he gets injured and. Unfortunately, he's I right know, back right? out at the Clemson curse. Oh, oh my goodness. But Now, here, here's an interesting thing that I, I noticed. Uh, Antonio Gates did not have a reception uh, yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a long time. I'm going on, what, eight eight years I'm not without seeing, you know, at least one reception by Antonio Gates. That's crazy, right? It doesn't. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. I mean, he's you know Antonio Gates is a Hall of Famer. You know, hands down. I don't know if he'll be first ballot. He deserves to be first ballot in my opinion, but he'll probably be uh, maybe a second ballot. But I I definitely think he deserves to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, the things he's done for that organization, especially even after LT was gone, you know, he was still there in the mix, and you know, just you know, one of the best players uh, that you've seen in that position in a very long time. Uh, it's just hard, well, to, you know, to see to him not getting the receptions or, you know, not getting a reception yesterday. Absolutely. I mean, Hunter Henry is doing great. He is the heir apparent. But, you know, it, it's nice to see the Chargers picking it up because it, Phillip Rivers has been the downfall of the 2004 quarterback class. Right. Plain and simple. I mean, he, he, but does he, does he even have a playoff with Yes, well, he does. He's got one because they went to the uh, – remember that year they went to the um, the AFC Championship game the last year the LT was there, and um, and they lost to the Patriots. So he does have at least one win in the playoffs. I, I, I would just like to see him go out with a ring because then that would, you know – It would solidify, solidify that, that class. class. Yeah, it would solidify the 2004 class. And if you look at the names, you'd be like, "Well, really, the greatest?" But they're they're definitely the they would definitely be the you know the top championship quarterback class of all time. That'd be five Super Bowls between the top three uh, quarterbacks in that draft. Not even the '84 draft can say that. And they've got a lot of Super Bowl appearances on the '84 draft, but not a lot of Super Bowls. I think you know Elway's got two. Marino only went to one Super Bowl. Uh, Jim Kelly went to four. You know, so I mean, you you look at that and you say, well, they've been in a lot of Super Bowls, but only got two wins to show for it. This class alone has four Super Bowls, and they've been to what six? They've been to six total, so they're four for six. You know, look at the other guys, and you know, it, it's a little bit of a, a rough deal there. But it'll be interesting to see what uh, the LA Chargers can continue to do. They still have an outside chance. But before we move on to the last game, do you think the Cowboys make the playoffs? No. I have to agree with and you on that one. I'm it gonna, doesn't look positive. I'm going to take and blame Zeke 100%. Because if Zeke would have just took his suspension, uh, you know, I'm not saying he's guilty. Right. He, he, he can't get away from it. If he just took his suspension the first six games, they could have built their momentum to go into this stretch because they got to play the Eagles twice without him. Right. Right. And, 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 and you almost said, and like I said, it's no disrespect to him. And like you said, sometimes – you know, you got to think, do I take the L? I, I just wish that they would have found some way to cut a deal uh, to just get them a few games and get them back on the field. Um, but 
it'll be interesting to see what happens with Dallas here in the next few weeks. They're America's team. Everybody wants to know what happens with Dallas. No matter what they say, uh, they're always going to get ridiculed more than anybody. It's the same way if you're the Yankees. You're always going to get more ridiculed than if you're the Lakers in the NBA. You're going to get a lot of grief. Uh, It's just the way things go. Um, In the other game last night, our boy Rob Johnson and our boy Russ uh, Telefero were at the game last night. Redskins versus uh, Giants. Uh, in uh, FedEx Field, the first ever Thanksgiving game uh, in uh, well in Maryland per se, <laughs> uh, up in uh, the uh, at FedEx Field, big big game last night, huge game for the Redskins. Oh my God, I was impressed. I was, and I I felt a little some sort of way because I, I felt Eli and the Giants were getting their shit together and. They proved me wrong. They really did. Their only touchdown was scored by their defense. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I went in, uh, and you know how I felt. I picked the Giants to win the game because I thought that, you know, uh, the Giants would be able to, you know, maybe get a little bit of a, a kickback from the game they had the other day against the Kansas City. But now that I go back and look at that Kansas City game, all of their points were field goals, I believe. They, they won 12-9. to 9. I don't know what I was thinking, uh, but I, now the, the messed up thing is is that Eli Manning was actually sacked less than what Kirk Cousins was. Yeah, Kirk Cousins was sacked eight times. That's he was sacked eight times yesterday, but yet Kirk Cousins still found a way. Nineteen for thirty-one, two forty-two, two touchdowns yesterday for Kirk. Uh, but the most impressive thing for me yesterday is the man that our boy Russ picked. Um, as one of his breakout receivers this year, is starting to finally break out in Jamison Crowder. Seven receptions yesterday, 141 yards and a touchdown. He And it's his first touchdown of the year. But the last few weeks, Crowder has really kicked up his game. All I got to say is about damn time. Yeah, and it's finally good to see him out there. Perrine had a, his first 100-yard game in his career. He looked pretty good yesterday. He got 24 carries for 100 uh, yards. That's about an average, I believe, four yards a carry. So not a bad game yesterday for Perrine. But the Redskins go in there and get a 20-10 to 10 victory, a very important victory for the Redskins to stay in the playoff hunt. They're technically only, they're only two games out of it. And on top of them, you know, only two games out of the playoff spot, they've got some tiebreakers with some, some teams that are in that mix. The Seahawks, the... Uh, Oh, shoot. The other team. I just had it on the tip of my tongue. The Seahawks, the Rams, teams like that. The they, Cowboys? The, oh, no, they, they lost to the Cowboys. I know, but that just tells you how fake the NFC is. Well, it, this, Because even my Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in the playoffs uh, right now. Yeah, they're in the mix. Hey, Green Bay is in the mix. And <laughs> I still got toes and ankles crossed and hoping that's – with a prayer that we somehow be Pittsburgh, but I know better than that. I'm not. I'm not even going into. The, I hate to say it, but I'm not even going into the game confident. Uh, but it could be a very interesting day uh, in that one. But a big game that's going to happen next week um, is Redskins Cowboys in Dallas on next Thursday night. It's a huge game, man. It is a huge game for both of these teams because, like you said, the playoff hunt. The playoff hunt is going to end for one of these teams. I think next week. Uh, you I know, agree I mean, with you. Seven, yeah, absolutely. Whoever wins it, 
I'm not going to say they're going to make the playoffs, but right. they'll still be in the chase. Right, and and they're going to need that uh, going on for the rest of the season. The Cowboys have some pretty interesting games. They got the Seahawks. Uh, they still have to play, I believe, the Giants again, and they has to also play the Eagles again, uh, and I think the Raiders. I think those are the teams that the, the Cowboys have in their last five five games uh, in the season. Uh, the Redskins, they play the Broncos, who are struggling. They play the Cardinals, who are struggling. They still have to play uh, the Giants again, and, of course, they're playing the Cowboys next week. So the Redskins have a good chance of sliding into it. question is, will they be able to do it? Uh, you know, especially how depleted their roster is. But last night was definitely a good step in the right direction. All right, y'all, we're already at the 30-minute uh, mark here on the show, and that bad boy went by fast. When we get back from our quick, quick, quick commercial break, we're going to go ahead and break down our top five uh, or top six playoff uh, playoff games, college football rivalry games, give you our predictions for each game, and then, of course, we're going to give you the rest of our uh, breakdown for week six and a little bit more here on the Legacy Maker Sports Podcast here on WBLZmedia.com. <laughs> we'll be back in just a little bit. With over 30 years of experience, the smart people call on Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. Doug, well, painting Interior, pressure exterior, commercial, or residential, Doug Peffer does it all. Is your house looking ugh? Then call on Doug. Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing, 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports, and you'll receive a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. Hey, ladies. Are you looking to make your lips fun again? Well, let me introduce you to some revolutionary lipstick and gloss. It's long-lasting, gluten-free, lead-free, and not tested on animals. Plus, it gives your lips the level of greatness they deserve. How do you make this happen? Contact Becca Cottenham of Making Lip Gloss Fun Again with Becca. You can reach her on her Facebook page, Making Lip Gloss Fun Again with Becca, or call her at 804 363 3397 and check out all the great Cinegents makeup, skin, and lip care products. So, ladies, help us make lip gloss fun. Trying to find a way to keep up with the latest styles on a budget? Paparazzi Accessories by Mary is the place for you. Paparazzi Accessories are always fabulous, always fashionable, and always $5. With new styles added daily, you can shop anytime and look like a million bucks without breaking the bank. So, come check out the beautiful accessories at www.paparazziaccessories.com slash Mary Ashby. Or you can email Mary at blingforyoubymary at gmail.com. Why? Why? You're the worst person I know. Whether it be your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Service is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Service team has the expertise, commitment, and educational years to help you solve all your electrical concerns. 
They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call, no matter the size of the job, at 740-438-7173. Mention WBLZ Sports, and you'll get a discount. That's Gen Service, 740-438-7173. Oh, man. The place is here, and the time is now. Let's take your All right, everybody, we're back here on the Legacy Maker uh, Sports Podcast here on WBLZSports.com and uh, on media.com and Facebook Live and all the other great stuff. I have the worst co-host in the world. <laughs> this guy is an absolute fool. I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you. Oh, my goodness. All right, everybody, let's let's get back to the show here. Uh, we got a lot to still break down here. Uh, 25 minutes left into the dream here. Uh, let's, um, <laughs> before we get, uh, well, no, let's go ahead and get into our college football situation. Here. We got some pretty big games happening this weekend. Uh, uh, Jay, uh, how do you feel uh, about, uh, you know, this rivalry weekend that's about to go down? Or has already, or has already started? Um, I'm pumped about it. I feel there is going to be, you know, I, I feel bad for Miami's loss earlier today to Pitt. Right. Um, but, you know, shit happens. And uh, you move on to the next one, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's still, you know, I think, you know, Miami is not completely out of the playoff run, if you ask me. They still got you know, legit, legit chance they're going to still more likely get here in the ACC championship game if they can win that. Uh, and, and depending on who they play in the ACC championship game, I think uh, they still can be in pretty good shape and definitely make a move. So we will see what happens with Miami right there. But that was definitely a tough loss today for the Canes. But, you know, uh, the one thing, if you're a Miami uh, you know, fan or somebody who, you know, watches Miami, everybody wants to be Miami, you know. Uh, it's been like this for years. And you, you look and see everybody, what is everybody doing now? Everybody's still in the, the turnover chain. Everybody, t- everybody takes, you know, a good idea, just grab it and just runs with it. And that's what happened. And, you know, even Pittsburgh made a little uh, fun of it today. But if you're Miami, you start trends. So you got to give them credit there. We'll see what happens, uh, you know, for Miami with the rest of the season. Now, we got six games to cover here and predictions for these rivalry games. Uh, one of the big rivalry games, me and Jay talked about it right before the show started. Washington uh, State is taking on Washington uh, in Washington or Pullman or Husky Stadium. Um, how do you feel, uh, Jay, about this matchup? Well, it's actually intriguing to me because Washington was one of the four teams last year right. that made it to the playoffs, and you've heard nothing about them. Nothing. You know, Jake, Jake Browning was coming back for another year. You know, they lost quite a few people on defense to the draft, but they've been silent. And then all of a sudden, they're setting it, I think, what, number 17? And they could win. If they win this, they go to the Pac 12 championship game. Yeah. There it's, could be talk of them getting it. Yeah. It's a very critical ma- uh, matchup for both of these guys because they need a win here. 
Uh, Stanford right now is seven and two in the conference, but they are overall they're uh, eight and three. So the winner of this game has a really good chance of going to that Pac-12 championship, and and they could be uh, facing a a, UF, a USC team in that championship game. So it would def- and you know Washington State took on USC earlier this year. They beat them in, at Washington State, um, and so I'm intrigued to see what happens there. But who do you have winning this game, Jay? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Washington State. I'm, I'm just because gonna... State is always so far this year. They've been very steady and relevant. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Washington State too. Um, I like their quarterback Peter Falk. I, I think he's a really good uh, uh, a QB. I think that he, they're gonna go in here. No one's expecting them to win. Uh, I think you know most of the polls have Washington winning quite. Uh, profusely, uh, but I'm not going to say that. I, I really do think that this uh, Washington State team is going to go in there and pull this one off. Uh, and, you know, their quarterback right now has been a baller, 29 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. I'm ready to see uh, a good game up there in the great Northwest. Next matchup, we got Clemson taking on South Carolina. I wish Tyler was in the room because, you know, you're always talking about it. Uh, but how do you feel about this uh, Clemson-South Carolina matchup, number three versus number 24? I'm, I'm rooting for South Carolina because I I just need Clemson to lose another game to make my Buckeyes relevant in the playoff <laughs> picture again. Hey, in the end, you got to make sure your boys get in. I understand that completely. And, and you know, this game is interesting. You know, uh, Clemson, who for whatever reason, me and Jay both thought had two losses. You know, Uh and so we both thought they had, I thought they had two losses for whatever reason. I don't know if I fell asleep on a game or whatnot, but they only had one loss coming in this game, and that was against Syracuse. But this matchup against South Carolina, one is state bragging rights, but Clemson needs this victory to boost that resume up just a smidge more to solidify uh, that spot. Uh, but this win for South Carolina would be huge for a young program uh, that has, you know, um, over the last few years since Barry has left, has been, you know, climbing their way back up uh, in the college football world. Who do you have winning right. the game and why? Interesting fact. Clemson has won three in a row. And before that, South Carolina has claimed five in a row. Really? That was, must have been yeah. Spurrier. Must have been Spurrier days. But Dabo has changed the shift. Well, we'll see. It definitely uh, has. But who do you have? You got uh, Clemson or South Carolina, Jay? I got, I, you know, as much as I want South Carolina to win, I'm going with Clemson. I'm also going to go with Clemson, too. I think that these guys are going to come in here. And, um, hey, Corey, man, thank you for tuning in, brother. And um, I think that Clemson is going to come in here and get a a victory and and continue to push, um, you know, the boundaries of that playoff run there and and see what things go from there and, and, you know, get themselves into an ACC championship game, uh, possibly against uh, a Miami team. Uh, Next matchup, Alabama versus Auburn in the Iron Bowl, sir. Who goes out as the best team in Alabama? You know, the 2013 game was one of the best, most improbable plays I've ever seen in my damn life. Right. So I have a lot of I have a lot of friends that are Alabama, you know, fans, and I'm sorry, boys, but. War Eagle. War Eagle. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this one. It's going to be hard for me to pick against Alabama. But Alabama, and most people have said this year, Alabama hasn't really played anybody. 
Um, you know, they, no, you know, and to be honest with you, no one's talked about Alabama all year, other than the fact that oh, they're number one. How, how much have you really heard about Alabama? It's been about everybody else: Clemson, Wisconsin, Miami, Notre Dame, Georgia. No one talks about Alabama, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but Alabama has slowly. But surely, Tyler, you must have heard me call your name, man. What's up, Tyler's in the room. Tyler, we just finished talking about your boys. Me and Jay both picked Clemson to win uh, against South Carolina, just in case you didn't hear. Uh, but, you know, these two teams uh, always have a really good game. Uh, but I, I got to take Alabama. They they have been the quietest number one team I've ever seen. I'm not, I can't believe I'm even saying that. Glory go. Glory go. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. <laughs> so I guess, Jay, uh, I guess Jay's got Auburn winning that one. I got Alabama. Another big matchup, number eight Notre Dame taking on uh, Stanford. And another big matchup is number eight Notre Dame takes on number 21 Stanford. Eight o'clock on ESPN. It's going to be a doozy at Stanford Stadium. Jay, who wins this game? Um, well, <laughs> After the way Notre Dame played, you know, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm going to go with Stanford. I think Bryce Loss runs all over this defense and makes the statement that he will be a Heisman candidate. You know, and it, this is going to be an interesting matchup for what you just said. Bryce Love, one of the best running backs in the country, takes on Josh Adams, another great running back in the country. Seven hundred yard rushing games this season, and and it's been he's tied for the school record, uh, and he's one away from actually breaking that record. It's it's a big deal right now. Josh Adams has been phenomenal this year for Notre Dame. So my question is, in the battle of Heisman, potential Heisman running backs, uh, you know, Heisman winners in their running back position, who is the, which running back will outshine the other? But I'm going to have to agree with you, Jay. I got Stanford winning this one, uh, and I think it's going to be a tight one there in uh, Stanford. I was about to say Connecticut. I don't know why I was about to say Connecticut. They're in Stanford. Isn't Stanford in California? Yeah, somewhere where the trees are. (laughs) (laughs) next matchup actually starts in 15 minutes and um i'm nervous uh because we just don't beat them i mean there's no nice way to put it (laughs) there's no nice way to put it but uh we picked this one because uh the matchup predictor on espn has the other team with uh 83 (laughs) percent chance of winning come on man they just look all I can say is this. My eyes are closed. I got my fingers crossed, nose crossed. And, you know, last week we showed what type of team we could be against Miami until Miami turned on the heat and they took us out. And that's the UVA team. That's the UVA team that we've seen the last few years. For those of you talking about UVA and Virginia Tech tonight at 8 o'clock, big matchup around here because, you know, you're either a Cavaliers fan around here or you are a Hokie. That's just the way it is here in Virginia now- this is the ninety-ninth time that they've played, and they're playing for the Commonwealth Cup. Commonwealth Cup. But I'm looking at these stats, and I got to tell you, it looks like for once UVA has a better offense. Their quarterback has seven more touchdowns, and their running their best running back has double the yardage 
and three times as many touchdowns. Well, you know, well, Ben Kirk has not been bad. You know, um, Ben Kirk has actually had a really good year. And, you know, he's the main reason why this Cavaliers team has looked as good as they possibly. Thank you, Rob. 42 to 7. God, Rob, you just know how to punch me in the chest. Um, but <laughs> I will say this. I've waited for this one. I need a W tonight, guys. I, I don't know how it happens. Look, if Green Bay can't win this weekend, can you please get this W against Tech tonight? Don't get – I swear, if they get a lead and they lose it, Jay, I'm going to flip out. You know who I'm going to start rooting for? The VCU football team. Well, that makes sense, but I'm going to tell you, I'm <laughs> actually going to – I'm I'm picking UVA by a field goal. I, I, I said UVA – I'm going to say UVA regardless, even though it's an 83 to 17. Um, you know, everybody thinks it's going to go the other way, but I said UVA wins this one 21 20. And I've got all everything crossed eyes, nose, beard, hair, toenails, uh, you know, ankles. I got 20 to 17 UVA. 20 to 17. Well, I appreciate you being nice, Jay. I really do. <laughs> all right, next matchup we got uh, Michigan versus the Ohio State uh, Buckeyes, and probably the biggest rivalry matchup of the weekend. Oh, you know, Jay's getting excited about this. So I did a little research, which I showed you earlier. And right. So I'm going to go through this. So and then I'm on times you guys have met combined between these two schools. They have 159 All-Americans, mm -hmm. 10 Hydrogen Trophy winners, 80 conference championships, and 19 national championships. Good God. Rob says, Rob says Ohio State wins 56 to 14. Um, and I agree with Rob 117%. You know, this Michigan team is not the Michigan team that they had last year. I think a lot of the kids that he's got are, you know, this team is still, you know, maybe a year or two away from truly competing. I think that they, they shocked some people the last few years, um, you know, with some of the play. But I think that this Michigan team is at least a year or two away from really being a true contender um, out there in the Big Ten. But I got Ohio State winning this game uh, by two touchdowns. I'm going to say 35-21. The Ohio State moves on. All and, right. and, you know, my concern with it is is the fact I watched Michigan last weekend. They didn't have their top two running backs. Mm -hmm. Their freshman quarterback is still dealing with a head injury. Um, and O'Corn just he got pulled. Go ahead, throw, put him in there. I, I will gladly take all the interceptions he wants to throw. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Busy college football weekend. Like I said, my, my big rivalry game starts at eight o'clock tonight, and we'll see what happens from there. Go UVA. Uh, now, um, now we got twelve minutes left. We got two segments left. We're gonna go ahead and break out. Um, um, we're gonna go ahead and do our picks, and then we're gonna try to start into our next segment, which is safe or not safe with NFL head coaches. So let's go ahead and get into our picks uh, for this week because you know it's very important. Me and Jay tied last week. Ugh, boo. <laughs> we, we tied last week, and I think right now we're both. Uh, I think we're both at two victories because we. I think we all we picked the same teams yesterday, didn't we, Jay? We did, yeah. Yeah. So we're, right now we're both uh, at at a, at a wonderful. Um, Wonderful two and two and one. one. Yeah, that that number. All right, so here we go. Um, big, big, big matchups uh, coming up here. First game we're going to talk about, of course, is your boys, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Who wins this game, Jay? 
Not my team. Not your team. All right, great, Jay. Thank you for coming on that one. I I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, Atlanta's starting to really pick it up. They had a really good game against uh, Seattle last week. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, is starting to pick it up a little bit too. Go figure with Fitzpatrick in there. Uh, whenever Fitzpat- Fitzpatrick only plays when he wants to try to get a contract. Uh, so it looks like he's uh, on the hunt on trying to get another contract from some team. Uh, and so I'm going to say that Atlanta <clears> – <throat> Definitely wins this game, unfortunately. I, but don't be surprised if Fitzpatrick shows off. I, I, that's all I'm saying. You know, Deshaun Jackson seeming to come around. We'll see what happens from there. Uh, next matchup, the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Buffalo Bills. Tyrod Taylor back at quarterback. Oh, my God. You want to talk? Doug Marone's a jack wagon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the Chiefs. Right. I, I just think – there's too much turmoil in that offense, and uh, the Bills need to refine that defense that they had in the beginning of the season. Yeah, I I picked Kansas City on this one, too. I, the only bad thing is Buffalo, I think, really messed up. And we talked about it on the show before. What they did to Peterman, one, was a disservice to Peterman. And if you're as a coach, Sean McDermott has really messed up because, you know, you've ruined your credibility a little bit. You should have really thought about what you were doing before you did it, young man. So, unfortunately, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs in this one as well. Even though I want to see the Buffalo Bills make the playoffs for the first time, ladies and gentlemen, this century. Uh, next matchup, we got uh, Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Chicago Bears. Um, the Eagles. <laughs> the Eagles. I got the Eagles, too. Uh, but Chicago's going to play them tight. Chicago has a top 10 defense. Right now, uh, so they're going to play them tight, uh, but Philadelphia wins this game and clinches a playoff spot. Uh, next, we got the Cincinnati Bengals against the 0-10 Cleveland Browns with a possible Josh Gordon sighting. Uh-oh. Um, you know, I I wanted I want to pick the Browns. They, they're going to get their first win. Mm-hmm. But that's me living in a fantasy world, the Bengals. My two touchdowns. Yeah, I got the Bengals winning this game too. Um, it, it's a very important thing for uh, Cincinnati, and you know what, Cincinnati—they get this win. They're still in the mix in the AFC. They're not out by far. Uh, right now, the Ravens have the last seed at five and five, so they're still in the mix. Uh, next, the Indianapolis Colts um, host the Tennessee Titans. Oh, Duke Michael. Oh, okay, I, I'll bring that up in a second. <clears throat> um, Titans. Titans. I also got the Titans winning this one. Uh, they definitely need this one to uh, keep pace uh, in the uh, playoff race right now. Miami takes on New England in New England. Fucking hate the Patriots, but the Patriots <laughs> win. They always win. I agree. I'll, I, I got I got New England winning this game. Um, Matt Moore might have a decent game, but I can't see him balling out in New in New England. Uh, the Carolina Panthers take on the New York Jets. Panthers. Panthers. I go with Panthers as well. Uh, next, the Seattle Seahawks take on the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco, coming off their first victory of the season in a bye. San Francisco 49ers. You know what? I don't hate this pick, and I'm going to tell you why. You know, you lose your, you know, two members of the Legion of Boom. We don't know what and they're going to, we don't know what they're going to look like. And they took a devastating it, loss to Atlanta last week. Exactly. Uh, who knows what it's going to look like? Who knows what it's going to look like? Uh, but I'm I'm still 
I'm still going to pick Seattle, but it's going to be a nail-biter. San Francisco almost beat them in Seattle this year. So don't be surprised if San Francisco does pull it off. Oakland Raiders take on the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. I got those Broncos. I mean, I don't know. Whoa, wait a minute. Whoa, what would you say? <laughs> Did you say the Denver Broncos? I'm not going with that. I picked the Oakland Raiders. I thought. I, I, don't, I just thought you was, you know, like, yeah, Jay's got, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Uh, even with Paxton Lynch, you know, uh, nope, can't do it. Oakland Raiders. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't do that. I, I, I was really messing with you, dude, just if you were paying attention. Oh, when you said I'm that, the, I, I kind of was like, Raiders. whoa, buddy. <laughs> All right. Next matchup, though. And this is a huge <laughs> This is a huge matchup in the NFC, ladies and gentlemen. This is back-to-back weeks right here for the Rams. This is a huge test for this Los Angeles Rams team as they take on the New Orleans Saints uh, in L.A. So they got the home field advantage. Who wins this big matchup, Jay? Well, you know, I'm going to pick the Rams. But one thing I've noticed about that I'm concerned about is Todd Gurley, his yards per carry is at the lowest it's ever been. And without a good running game, it kind of puts a lot on Jared Goff's shoulders. Right. And, you know, Gurley, he played really well at the beginning of the season, though. He did, but he's slowly, I mean, I think the injuries in college are catching up to him. Right. I can't. It's going to be tough for me to see uh, the Rams uh, win this game, but they are at home. But the way New Orleans is firing on all cylinders right now, they're they're eight. They've won eight straight games. When we thought they were in the the abyss, they have won eight straight games right now. They are the three seed in the NFC, and so for me, I got to go with the New Orleans Saints. They just they're just too good right now. That's what that's where I'm sticking. Also, also next matchup, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And when I say this out loud, you may not believe it. The seven and three. Jacksonville Jaguars, the number three seed in the AFC, take on the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. And Calais Campbell will have at least two, if not three, sacks. It's going to be like a welcome home party for him where he says, hey, Blaine, how much money do you get from the Jags? Because I got a lot, too. That's a good one right there. I got Jacksonville winning this one, going to eight and three. Uh, it's it's a it's a pretty big um, it's a pretty big one. Now, if somehow, some way, the Patriots lose, or you know the the Steelers, well, definitely if the Steelers lose, the Jacksonville Jaguars slide up into the two seed. Let that sink in just a little bit. But I don't think you they- know why because you stopped talking about liking them. I know, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, that's how things go. I have to stop liking teams. Have to stop liking players. And then they start to make things happen. So I should probably root for Tech tonight. Uh, the Green Bay Packers travel into Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And my God, I'm I'm nervous to see what this game is going to look like, Jay. But as a fan, I still have to watch it. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know well, how long it's going to take me to cut the TV off. There, there's been a lot of uh, people that say that Big Ben looks like he's not even interested in playing anymore. Mm-hmm. He's just out there to collect a paycheck. But I'm, they were firing on all five cylinders last week. Yes, they were. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the Steelers. They got the what number two defense in the league. Right. Yeah. It's going to be hard for me to even think about picking Green Bay in this game. 
Um, after what I saw last week offensively, I couldn't pick Green Bay to beat Cleveland. You know, uh, so I, I just I, I, I can't. Uh, I, I hate saying it as a fan. It, it bothers me strategically, but I will say this. This Pittsburgh Steelers team looks good, and I can't see them losing this game. Primetime Sunday night at home. Uh, I, unfortunately, I got to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers on this one. They, they look Super Bowl ready right now. Uh, next matchup, the Houston Texans travel to Baltimore to take on the Baltimore Ravens, who right now currently hold the sixth seed in the AFC. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so what? You didn't hear anything? Uh, Baltimore, Jesus Christ. Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> Baltimore Ravens, uh, you know, it's going to be hard. You know, Ball, you know, Houston is uh, – they did find a way to win last week. Kudos to them. But I got Baltimore in this one. Uh, they played great against Green Bay last week, but who wouldn't play great against Green Bay? Oh, that – right, the Chicago Bears um, against Green Bay uh, last week. So – but I got Baltimore. They, they're going to – I think they're going to ride a little bit of the momentum that they've gotten from the Green Bay game on the defensive front. Baltimore wins this game 20-12. Wow, All right. you're being nice. Yeah, so we, yeah, I'm being nice. Uh, so that are that's our pickings for the week. Right now, me and Jay are tied at two after Thanksgiving, and we'll see what happens. Our man DJ Untouchable Homer says Kirk Cousins is playing lights out with no name guys. Pay the man. Do you agree with that, Jay? Should the Redskins find a way to pay Kirk Cousins? Uh, they should have done that two seasons ago. So yeah, yep, yep. I agree, 116. percent It should have been happened. And unfortunately, it seems like something always goes wrong, and it hasn't happened. I, if the Redskins pull it off, I'll be shocked. I, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't. I don't know if he'll stay, but he does look like he loves being in Washington. You know, like, you know, uh, you know, he proposed to his wife in Washington. Saw that on his Instagram page the other day. You know, he started a family in Washington. That doesn't mean anything, but it does look like he cares about the community. It does look like he cares about being there. Uh, and, you know, he's the face of that franchise. And it would be crazy for them not to find a way to sign him. All the race guys need to do now is get pieces to surround them. They've got the quarterback. They've got the quarterback. They just got to find pieces to surround them. That's it. That's it. Well, Jay, that is it. Oh, man, we are at the 8 o'clock hour. Unfortunately, we didn't get to our safe. Or, or um, safe or not safe today, we will do that uh, on Monday. Uh, we'll have a show on Monday. Tuesday won't be in the building on Tuesday or Wednesday. We should be back Monday and Thursday next week uh, to give you guys a breakdown on all the good stuff. Thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Legacy Maker Sports Podcast here on WBLZmedia.com and Facebook Live. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love y'all. Take care of yourselves. Be safe. Have a good weekend. God bless. God bless. Love y'all. Be good. Take care of yourselves. Peace. Until next time. Go Cavs. Not Cavaliers, but UVA. Woo, those guys. Go <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Jay. Oh, man.